Welcome to Red Gate of Morph. We are an actual play monster of the week podcast. I am Sarah, your host and keeper, and joining me today is Sean. Hi, I'm Sean, and I play Angus McRae, the monstrous, who doesn't know what actual play really means. And Celeste. Hello, my name is Celeste, and I play Marie Redgate, the Crooked. Right, so since we ended a mystery last time, we're going to start a new one. It has been a few days since the event of the last mystery. Angus has returned to his human form and healed up. You guys haven't seen Hendrix for a few days, so no one has been able to tell him that the woman he once knocked boots with is possibly pregnant with his firstborn. Speaking of Meadow, she's looking very pregnant now, like she could burst any day. And by burst, I mean give birth, obviously. She's having some rather interesting cravings. Like jerky dipped in coffee, kind of weird. I think you guys have probably tried to stop her from having coffee, but you try stopping a suddenly heavily pregnant woman uh, like Meadow from having her jerky dipped coffee or a coffee dipped jerky. So what have you guys done in the last few days? Obviously, Angus has been healing up, but Marie, is there anything you've been out and about doing? Is there a gun store possibly sure i never replaced my pistol we'll say that you were able to acquire a weapon okay mr ephraim would have called you guys because you left him right before setting fire to a car who would have taken that phone call on what phone do either of us have a phone uh no i have one it just doesn't work yeah, and Celeste left, well, Marie left her phone on the footwell of the car that they then set fire to. Yeah, I guess that did happen. Uh, so I guess Angus? The phone in the tavern is ringing. Meadow kind of stands her pregnant ass up and she says, Angus! Angus! Phone! And just kind of tosses it over at you. What? Who is it? I don't know. Answer it and find out. Angus, seeing the phone is already picked up, uh, puts the phone to his ear. Hello? Oh, Angus, my boy. What on earth has happened? I haven't heard from you in a few days, and the last thing I know, Marie is yelling something about you jumping out of hospital windows and little dogs and stealing cars. Angus narrows his eyes and shoots Marie a scathing look. Oh, well, I think she might have embellished a little bit. I got injured in a lost job. I had to go to the hospital. It's all right, too. I'm better now. And I steal the car. Well, I, I didn't steal the car. Well, whatever it is, I've uh, received the hospital bill and uh, already paid for it. And deflected most of the interesting questions that were sent my way. I appreciate that. Anyway, I'm glad you're doing fine. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I've heard some bringing news. It sounds like those vampires we uh, both know about have um, located you, or at least narrowed down their search. So I think it would be best if you were to lay low for a while. Manga's kind of growls. Lowly as best he can in his human form. Aye. 
how to come about this information? Well, I still have, you know, contacts within the cabal, should we say. Indeed. They have a nest nearby. Not that faction, no. They're still situated in the uh, good old United Kingdom. However, they do have a scout of some kind over in America trying to track you down. Bastards just can't let it be. All right, we'll try and lay low here. We got some interesting complications of our own to work on here anyway. This town seems to just attract all sorts of paranormal activity. Yes, yes, that's uh, rather interesting. I'm still looking into that. Um, Something about some kind of nexus or gateway, but that's all as far as my researchers have gotten. Wonderful. We'll keep our eyes open and our heads down. And your nose is clean. Ha 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 ha. Well, time for tea. Goodbye, boy. And he hangs up. Angus kind of hangs up the phone on his end, looks at it. Gives his head a little shake and then hands it back over towards Meadow. She just glares at you. Well, buddy, it seems like we got ourselves a little staycation plant here for a wee while. Oh yeah, why is why is that? Oh, Mr. Ephraim just thinks we should lie low for a while with all the activity around. He's doing some research on the town as to why there's so much paranormal activity. Just wants us to keep our eyes peeled, our heads down, trying to attract any unwanted attention. And uh, what kind of attention would that be? Sounded a little uh, heated on the phone there. Let's just say it's unwanted attention. I'm sure you know what that means. I mean, are we talking about like droll kind of unwanted attention or like something relating to wood? Angus gives Maria a rather baffled look. Why wood? Oh, didn't I tell you? the um, Is the bar empty? Was what's this set the scene? <laughs> it's a fairly drab day. It's getting close to late on night. It's almost closing time. Meadows just swaying back and forth behind the bar every so often, looking at the ceiling as if there's something there, but you guys can't see anything. Okay. Uh, yeah. Didn't I tell you? Um, there were some old. Um, you know what we do with the you know dealing. With things. Angus looks rather baffled for a moment or two before the light bulb faded late and goes on above his head. Oh, I had a heel in this town, and why would? Yeah, so you know the sheriff? Real good lumberjack back in the day. Lumberjack, you say? Yeah, to deal with all the, all the wood. Okay. You know, like, he was the one who would, like, you know, fight in the, the things that we deal with now. That, is, that, is that going through? You understanding that? I, I, I think I'm following. Get odd comparison, but I, I, I think I got it, yeah. Yeah, so, so are we talking about, like, Joel level of attention or, like, wood attention? Well, along the lines of wood, although I would almost put Joel up there as well. Are you saying that Joel, did he, like, tell you something? Is he, is he like you? What's going on with him? Oh, Marie, I, <laughs> he is nothing like me, that I can say. You know, it's just, I made, I thought I made it clear that, like, the wood is, like, something completely different than, you know, regular things. So now, now you have me confused. <laughs> 
feel like there's a lot of miscommunication happening right now. Oh, you're the one using all these code words and names like wood and lumberjack and all these strange things. You need to speak plainly. Evil. She means evil. I guess waves a large hand towards Beto. Oh, I see. She's speaking plainly. Of all the people in this house, Taran, to be speaking plainly, it's Meadow, it's her. I get it. But yeah, yes. Need to keep our heads down with all the things going on here. Surely we're going to draw some attention with some of the activities we've done. We might want to keep our heads down for now. Okay, I mean, that might be hard to do because like, the town sort of seems to just spew things that need to be lumberjacked at us. Aye. It seems suddenly there is an eruption in this town. We keep having to clean up. It's a bit out of control. Does anyone else smell brimstone? All I can smell for the past four days is brimstone. But I don't see any demons. Well, I mean, a pregnancy can smell weird things and taste weird things. However, given our locale, that is slightly concerning. I have no idea how women do this. I never thought I could get pregnant because I'm not real. And then the door suddenly slams open, cutting off whatever the rest she was going to say, and Joel just stands there in the doorway, panting. Oh, Joel, all right then. Hey, speak of the devil. What's, what's going on, Joel? Huh? Oh, sorry, I've been camping, and I just heard my sister's pregnant? Yeah, yeah, you um, should probably talk to her about that. I'm going to be upstairs while you deal with, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, upstairs, yes. <laughs> the two of you go upstairs while Meadow and Joel have some kind of conversation. I don't know if you guys want to stick around to hear it or not. Yeah, I was hoping, like, the stairs kind of curve a bit, and, like, just behind the corner, Marie'd be listening in. Yeah, I'm all about the curves, definitely listening in. You hear Joel make his way across the tavern to his sister, and you hear a bit of murmuring. I guess if you guys want to kind of listen in, you could maybe roll something? That's good, Mr. Skin mystery works. Sure, if you can argue it works, go for that. One of you. Oh, I did it. I did it! Fuck off, Angus, I did it. I rolled a 10, so I mean, we both rolled. Well, you know, I rolled a 14, so, um, get on my level. What do you want to ask? Um. You were the one who said investigate a mystery. <laughs> I suppose we were, weren't we? Um. Or you could act under pressure to try and listen in. Would that be better roles for you guys? No, I like my 14. Uh, What is being concealed here? Hmm. You hear Joel try to whisper to his sister, but he's kind of angry, so it's an angry whisper, which, you know, are, are quite loud. You know you're not supposed to tell anyone that you're not really human. What? No, she's a ghost. Clearly, and if you don't say your theories, then no one else is going to know, and that means that she's definitely a ghost. She's Faye. 
Whoa, you can't just go around saying that. Oh, but I did. What you gonna do? Someone's sassy tonight. You've got one more question. Do you want to use it? Okay. Um. Uh, uh, what is it going to do? Could you define what you mean by it? Ah, uh, you know, I could, but really, I feel like the the mystery and the intrigue surrounding the it really just makes it better. God, you're fired. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, it being meadow. Yay. You don't hear what Meadow's response is, but you're able to hear Joel's side of the conversation. I mean, are you intending to give birth? How do you, how would, will we have to catch it? Do do we C-section or is it some kind of magical event that, and then do you, you're going to, I guess we'll keep it and raise whatever it is. Okay, sure, we'll, we'll see what it is. All right, should I go get a doctor? Okay, no doctor, right. Well, I'll get everything set up then. I believe those are your questions. There is so much to process here. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys do now? As you hear Joel start to walk towards the stairs. Oh, fuck, run upstairs! Yeah, Angus pushes Marie. Go, 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 go. And you guys shut yourself away in the honeymoon suite. Oh, Marie, did you hear all that? Um, I think I did, but, like, I don't know if I heard it right. Like, we were kind of far away, so maybe it just didn't, you know, the sound didn't carry all the way. It's like, that can't be real, right? It would explain some things. Middle not being human explains a lot of things, actually. My only question is, what is she? I mean, I could have asked that question. I could have asked the, well, you know, what is she? But, I mean, that's not what we decided with me asking. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things she could be. Do you think she's, like, like Hendrix? And, like, sort of weirdly out of time? Or is she, like, there's a lot of weird shit out there. She could be anything. Oh, I have no idea. Why? I don't think she's anything malevolent. She could be a member of Faye or something akin to that. I mean, yeah, probably not. Like, she's kind of helped us out a lot. You know how she smells brimstone with, um, you know, demons and stuff? And, you know, I kind of let Hendrix um, borrow my uh, impstone that, you know, has... Fuck, what's his name? Steve or Stanley? Steve. Yeah, the impstone that has uh, Steve. And he's, you know, he might be a demon a bit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any connection between, you know, Hendrix, you know, having access to a demon, and then, you know, Hendrix and Meadow hook up, and now she's smelling, like, demon stuff now that she's pregnant. I don't really know. Oh, I see, Marie, when a man and the women love each other, they come together. And no, 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 I know, I know that much, thanks. But like, what about when a demon makes a deal with a man who then, you know, gets together with a woman? I mean, I guess it depends on 
the deal that was struck, he could have asked for a, well, you know, a, a large, you know. A large horse. Horse. Yeah, I, 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 we, well, I mean, you know, some, you, I, I, I'm not comfortable with this conversation anymore. Where is this going? Are you not comfortable talking about, you know, the horses of other men? You know, Hendrix was very attached to that, that horse he had. What was its name? Like Stella or something? Where did Hendrix go? Did he leave? Very unnatural, my dad. Do you think that he and the, and the horse, do you think? I mean, there's clearly a bond there, but what are No, Angus, no. Ugh, oh, humans are weird. This leads me to a question I've been meaning to ask you. Are you, like, what are you? Like, half-human? Are you, like, actually human that just, like, is sometimes a dog? What are the, what are the technicalities here? Uh, well, I, uh, I don't know how to answer that. Um, I'm a werewolf. But, like, right now, you don't look very, like, wolf-like, so does that make you, like, just a guy now? And then when you get all, you know, they're like, are you a werewolf then? Well, uh, I guess I've never really had that experience before. I, I guess the stories that are out there, the legends, if you will, about werewolves, they're not completely accurate. We don't exactly uh, uh, shift with the moon cycle. I mean, I gather that you're not like with the moon cycle because like, you've just sort of been doing it kind of when you want, but also sometimes when you don't want. So like, that's, that's like confusing to me. Werewolves are kind of a, a species, if you will. The tales of being bit by a wolf and turning into a werewolf uh, not a legends, Runa, really. My dad was a werewolf. My mom was a werewolf. And uh, here I am. So just, okay. It's just what you are. So you're not, like, just a guy. You're, like, always a werewolf, but sometimes you're more, like, doggy than guy. Angus goes a little confused for a moment, then just kind of shrugs. I, if you, I guess if you want to put it that way, yeah. Was there, like, a whole community of werewolves in Scotland, or was it just, like, your family and that was it? Angus frowns deeply and gets a dark look on his face. Aye, there was a community in Scotland. My family, for one. Many of us are gone now. Scattered. Oh, I'm sorry if that was, like, a touchy subject. Aye, it's, it's not your fault. Some time ago. The past is the past. So, about Medu, what do you think she is? I have a very limited knowledge of the different um, variety of trees and or wood. Um, I'm going to assume she's not a werewolf, because I, f- I think, I don't know, it would make sense if you could, like, pick up on that. Don't think she's a vampire. She's not nearly as like possessive to be a vampire uh doesn't strike me as a troll or she might be a reptilioid what what do you think well i've no idea what a reptilioid is but uh i she's she's no werewolf and i don't think she's a vampire she don't have the smell as for a troll no although they are coming with the fae ah she doesn't meet the general genealogy of it perhaps there might be something we can search on the 
uh, what, what is it, the, the interwebs, maybe go to the library, do some research. I thought, no, what will do for us? But perhaps we can do something for her. Yeah, I'm sure if we just look up, you know, what happens when a fairy gets pregnant by a guy, they'll give us some real good step-by-step instructions. You'd be surprised what you find in old books, as well as on the interwebs with that gaggle. All sorts of interesting things out there. The the goggles, yeah, of course, the, the interweb goggles. Aye, and that Yoohoo one as well. Got some interesting hits on that. I'm sure you can find all sorts of Yoohoo on the interwebs. Um, maybe, maybe we should just go. I feel like this, this can only get worse. What? Off to the library. <laughs> uh, I said it was getting close to closing time for the pub. Oh, fuck, you're right. You're so right. I mean, has that ever stopped us before? Why couldn't you just relax? I'll break into many places, but not, not the Temple of Knowledge. That's crossing a line. Terrible thief. I don't think I've actually stolen anything so far. Except for the M-Stone. And the car. I mean... Two cars. I mean... <laughs> and the motorcycle. All right, all right. Some steaks. No, no, she gave those back. See, if I gave it back, it's like it was never stolen at all. Technically borrowed. And she was not arrested by the owner, who was also the sheriff. Allegedly. I can change the time of day if you want. I don't know. I think it'd be more fun to break into the library. Joel's seen to his sister. So when you guys get downstairs, there's no one down there. The door's locked. But that's easy for you to unlock because Meadow has given you a key. Well, she's given Marie a key. And you head on out to the library, which is dark and closed. What do you do? Is there a back door to this library? Oh, my. Sure. You stop that. Marie loves her back doors. (laughs) Both of you stop that. Uh, may I... First of all, does it look like there's any sort of alarm system at the library? Hmm. Well, say that since you were skilled at this, you're able to look around. And you see that there are signs indicating that it is monitored. But when you have a closer look, you see that there is actually no alarm system. It's just all talk. But then again, the library is not that far from the sheriff's office. Who would be stupid enough to break into a library? Marie is cracking her knuckles and getting her lockpicks out. Angus will keep an eye. I can't remember, do you have a lockpick roll or is it just act under pressure? I think it's an act under pressure. Dexterity. Shoot, this isn't D&D. Yeah, sleight of hand. Roll for it. Okay, so that's a five. But I mean, Angus was helping, right? So it's like a plus something because, you know, he was he was watching my back, right? Eh? He does not have the plus two feature to help out. Mm, that's fair. There, there is a plus two feature for help out, by the way. There was. You guys just don't have it at the moment. You get so pissed off with your inability to open the door using your lockpicks that you end up punching them through the window. How did her lockpicks go through the window when she's at the lock? She's that pissed off. Angus whirls around at the sound of tinkling glass. Buddy, what are you doing? Just supposed to pick the lock, not break the window. 
I'm supposed to be keeping a low profile. Are the lockpicks thrown through the window? You kind of use them like brass knuckles and punch through the window with them in, in your frustration and annoyance with yourself or your tools. Absolutely, tools. I, I mean, look, my hand slipped. Um, are there rocks around? Sure. I'll take up a decent-sized stone and just, you know, toss it through the already-made hole to make it look like maybe it was just a rock that uh, was thrown at the building. Okay, sure. Uh, sh- do we still go in? Like, I could probably, like, reach the lock from here, but, like, do we just maybe wait until morning? Are you asking that in character? Yeah. Oh, just reach around, Marie. Give the door the good old reach around. Sure, you're able to reach around and unlock that door. Is the door lubricated or, or does it creak when it's opened? It is a, a well-lubricated door hinge, so there is no creaking when the door is open. You wouldn't know that until you actually open the door. Oh, this door is being opened. Congratulations, you solved my door puzzle. The door is now open. We are the best players ever. <laughs> Just made entry in the rear. Don't worry, it was well lubricated. Anyways, we're in the library. We are doing academic things in the library. Where are the computers? Will you lift them? Off you go. Wait, what? Just, just say that you're going to the computers and tell me what, what, you, what it is you're doing. I mean, Angus was espousing the good books and Marie was, I guess, using the Googles, the goggles. The woohoos? Yoohoos. All right, you who's what? Same shit. Hey, Angus, what? What are we looking for again? It's been it's been a night. The door really took a lot out of me. Oh, I won't say you took out of the door. I can hold with it. We're looking for anything related to, I suppose, maidens that can detect strange others like Brimstone, uh, who could perhaps become unnaturally pregnant, or who have some kind of strange mystical power to heal. Marie gives a thumbs up and. Looks up fairies and how and if they can get pregnant and what happens when they do. Right. I will assume investigate a mystery as you turn on the computer and uh, go straight to the goggle. That's a seven, which is a mixed success. So what question? I, I wonder which one it will be. You're on their own this time. It's so hard to focus. Sounds like a personal issue. I mean, I don't know if any of them really fit, but I guess... Oh, it'll always fit. (sighs) God damn it. (laughs) How about what sort of creature is it? I thought you weren't helping her. But I'm looking up fairies, so obviously it's fairy. I guess what sort of creature is it relating to Meadow if fairies fit? (laughs) so you spend a couple of hours searching through google and all of the branches of research it takes you down and you just can't find anything that fits not in fairies i can only imagine what will pop up in the google search if she just searches fairies so you're able to surmise from that that she is definitely not a fairy 
Hey, Angus, uh, the computer says she's not a fairy. What, what does your book say? Aye. I didn't say she had wings, now did she? I said fae. They're the same thing, aren't they? Well, child, they are not. A fairy, as you know, would have wings like a pixie. They range in all sorts of manners and sizes and types, if you will. Doesn't that just make a pixie, like, a type of fae? But, like, fairy would still be, like, the general term? Guess you crazy Americans have weird names and everything here. But I guess it depends on your search and what you're looking for. Well, I mean, we should probably leave soon. So, like, what what did your old-fashioned book reading find you? I'll let you investigate a mystery as well, since you're searching in a different manner. Oh, good. A seven, a mixed success. Right, what's your question? What sort of creature is it? Based on what you've observed of Meadow, of her ability to heal, the ability to sniff out demons and supposedly evil, and her almost rabid obsession with you guys hunting out evil and eradicating it, you come to the conclusion that she is some kind of divine being. You're not sure what subspecies of divine creature. It's possible she could be some kind of psychopomp or an angel who has been tasked with smiting evil. You don't really know enough about Meadow to be able to refine the type, but she does seem to have some kind of divine abilities. And this is this information that I'm gleaning in a particular text or a series of texts? The series of texts. Does anything have more information or less than the other books? You just want to steal one of the books. I would like a reference. We'll say there's some kind of types of divine beings or, or angels. Not terribly in depth, but it seems to be the most general. Why? Seems like I passed something that may relate. But I think we need to talk to Meadow more. Perhaps even Joel. I'm not sure. Who'd be the best for this? Maybe even for the very? Yeah, I mean, we should probably go. Then I'll clear the search history on the um, computer and uh, head out the uh, the back door. Yep. Angus, we'll carefully take a section of his shirt and just wipe down the keyboard that Marie touched and carefully just wipe down the bookshelves that he has touched. And keeping the same book, just nonchalantly walk out the. Walking out the uh, behind Marie. Marie will be looking back at Angus, wiping everything down. Look down at the gloves she's wearing. Look back up. You know, you don't have to do that. I kind of prepare for that. Hi. I'm sorry I didn't see that you had protection on your hands. Must have been why your hands slipped with the lockpicks, eh? I mean, it's it's good to protect yourself when you're entering places like this. Aye, she'd always have protection. Just in case. Better to have it and not need it, and need it and not have it. Exactly it. Real close the door. <laughs> Do another reach around to lock it. And I guess we're uh I guess we're going. Where to? I mean it's probably like three in the morning at this point. We should probably like pretty late. We should go to we should go to sleep, right? Aye. Perhaps we should pick up this trail in the morning. Not as gonna change until then, I'm sure of it. Off we go to the tavern to sleep. As you guys are heading off to the tavern, 
Marie, you see a flicker of movement seem to disappear around the corner of the tavern. A person, a male person. He looks familiar. I'll hit Angus in the arm just to get his attention as I walk to where the figure went. Angus bewilderedly at Marie and follows dutifully behind. Angus, you don't see this because you are behind Marie and she is the first one to round the corner. And up ahead, you think, Marie, for a second you see your friend, the one that you left possibly to die in that mansion before you came to Hendrix. He kind of glances back at you before he disappears around the other corner of the building. Uh, Marie's just standing there, like, all the blood is drained from her face, and she's just stone still. Is that a term? She's standing very still, not moving. Oh, Marie, what is it? Nothing. It, uh, just a trick of the light, probably. Uh, we should, should get inside. Angus looks a little bit confusedly at Marie, and then kind of stares at the same area that she's staring at. Kind of takes a good inhale in to see if he catches anything on the wind. Well, you're not in your werewolf form at the moment, so you're not able to really pick anything up, except for the really obvious nighttime smells in a in small town, Hendrix. I best get inside right now. Might not be the best time to be out and about at night. Oh yeah, it can't be about too late at night, you know? So many dangers. Aye. And Angus kind of grabs Marie about the shoulder and kind of pulls her back towards the uh, tavern proper. You guys make your way back inside and I assume go upstairs to your respective beds? Yeah, Marie will be looking out the windows a bit more throughout the night before finally going to sleep. Once they get in, uh, Angus is going to take the sofa and place it up against the door. Okay. And then just simply go to his room and leave the door open. After our two hunters finally drift off to slumber, the window gently opens and a shadowy form of a human quietly slips into the room. He takes his time, circling the large bed that contains Marie. He takes a moment to study her sleeping form before moving to Angus's room. A few moments later, he returns to the master bed, lays down several items, places a knife to his hand, and hisses in pain before he starts to murmur under his breath. It is a chant of some kind, and he continues to do this into morning. Marie, you have a fitful sleep full of dreams of what may have happened to your friend after you left him alone, after you cowardly ran away from him in that mansion after that job went bad and just fled. All the things that you were afraid of happened, just one dream, one after the other. What, what could it possibly mean? Why could he possibly be here? Was that really him? Is he dead? Is he undead? You don't know. So you're a little bit grumpy and grouchy when you wake in the morning. It's another cold, wintry day. I thought it was summer. Been wintry for you guys for a while now. You've been wearing your winter kilt. Ooh, wool. A little scratchy. 
Angus exits his room, kind of takes in the main room, making sure everything was in place. No blood or anything crazy like that. Is Marie up? Before you can think about uh, Marie, you notice that the sofa is not against the door where you left it. The room also looks a little bit different, but at first glance, you're not able to put your finger on it. Angus stares about the room, quite distinctly at the sofa and at the door. Shoots a look over to towards where Marie would, would have been in the bed. Are you in the bed, Marie? No. Marie? Marie? The bathroom door opens. Dude, chill. It's morning. Like, wait your turn. And door closes. Angus walks over to the door and kind of pounds on it. Marie, I should move the sofa last night. Did you leave? Door flies open. I'm, like, busy in here. Can you just, like... Go get breakfast or something? Why would I move the sofa? Sofa's always there. Door closed. Angus is going to give a good look around the room. See if anything else is off, odd, or out the way. To see if there's a move that would be helpful. About investigate a mystery. Yeah, investigate a mystery. A six. An awesome failure, as is typical of my rules. Well, that's um, experience, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Life is full of little experiences. At least it's not harm. Not at the moment. Oh my. There's just something that has you on edge, but you're not able to see past the fact that someone or something has moved that sofa and you are unable to make any other connections at the moment. I mean, you just woke up. I think it's kind of scratches his head, puts his hands on his hips, kind of glares around the room, finally just... Sits down on the sofa. Oh, Marie, need to hurry up. Marie is going to take a very long shower. Of course. You do notice one odd thing. You are wearing a gold band on your finger. Which finger? The finger that one would put a wedding band on. How do, do I recognize it? Just... Looks like a fairly generic golden wedding band. No, but the, the finger, like, is it, is it my finger? Totally your finger. I won't even make you roll for that. Uh, can I take it off? Like, will it, does it get removed easily? Yeah, you can take it off. All right. Once Marie's finished up, she'll, she'll put the, the ring in her finger. Okay. Yes. All right, Angus, what's so friggin' important about the sofa? Before I went to bed, I pushed the sofa against the door. I come out here, and it's, it's not against the door. Did, did you move it? You know, I'm really not in the mood for this. And she'll take the ring out of her pocket and, like, slam it on a table. And honestly, I don't even know when you would have got that, but not the time. Really. And if you're going to do that, at least say something, maybe. Then I can at least reject you properly. Angus just looks at Marie baffled. Uh, are, we, are we still talking about a sofa? No, we're talking about the ring that you put on my finger last night. Angus tilts his head quite doggedly. Are, are you saying that I snuck into your room last night while you're sleeping and put a ring on your finger? Who else could it have been? And it's at this point you realize that there is a matching ring on Angus's finger. I freaking hate you, Sarah. <laughs> Who knows this? I'm assuming Marie. Yeah, 
She's more awake, apparently, than you are. See, don't even try to deny it. You're wearing a matching ring. What's wrong with you? What, what used to have for a ring? I don't have a ring. He brings his hand up and espies the ring. What? 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 Where this come from? You know, you're not very good at acting, and Maurice is going to leave. Angus just baffledly watches her leave. Did she leave the ring on the table? Yeah. So you're heading downstairs into the tavern, are you, Marie? Yeah, preferably straight out and onto the motorcycle. Okay, so you head down the stairs into the tavern, and it is full of people. There's a banner on the far wall that says, congratulations, happily married. And uh, as soon as someone says you were, a cheer kind of goes up amongst the crowd. Hooray! Congratulations! Oh, they're all getting dirty looks. And Marie is leaving. Uh, There's uh, some odd, confused sounds from the patrons as you leave. Angus, you hear a chair going up from downstairs. Angus hesitates a moment, snatches the ring that Marie threw on the table, pulls his off and puts it in a pocket. That's going to kill to his pockets. Sporin. Sure, that too. And then kind of bolts down the stairs as well. There's another um, haphazard cheer goes up as someone else spots you amongst the crowd. Yay! Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. McRae. What? Um, someone beside you says, Oh, yeah, Mr. McRae, um, you guys got the honeymoon suite, so happily married, right? Yay! We're very welcoming in Springfield. Oh, well, I you say. Yeah, we thought, you know, it would be nice, happily married, to celebrate. Hope you had a good night, eh? And he nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Angus hesitates for a moment, kind of just smiles slightly. Oh, aye, thank you. Yeah, where did my charming young wife go? Oh, well, she kind of uh, exited that way. Um, she didn't look very happy. Uh, hope you weren't uh, disappointing. Oh, no. I mean, I kept her up all night. Oh, she looked lovely in the morning. You know how women are. Is she out the door, you said? She left? Yeah. Oh, hi. Thank you. I'll see you around. And Angus kind of, as nonchalantly as he can, just kind of goes out the door. So you go out the door and almost walk into Marie, who is standing there wondering where the fuck her motorbike is. We need to talk now. You know, I was hoping to have a few minutes to just maybe come to terms with the fact that you're a lunatic, but sure, let's talk. Lunatic? All these people in here are saying we're married, and they got in there, said we were in Springfield. Uh, I think there's definitely something wrong now. There's definitely something wrong. You took my bike, you put a ring on my finger when I was sleeping, you tell all these people we're married. Where even are we? Because it didn't look like the tavern inside, right? Like, it looked different, probably, maybe? Well, it was the same shape and everything. It just looked uh, a lot newer. And there was, now that you think about it, there was no Jimi Hendrix paraphernalia about, and they weren't even playing Jimi music. Just some generic pop song from the 90s. Oh, Marie. And Angus kind of massaged the temple of his nose. What's the more feasible answer here? That, for some reason, while you slept, I went ahead 
and fashioned two rings, snuck into your room, put it on your finger, put one on mine, called all the townspeople, and told them, hey, we got married. Let's change the name of the town to Springfield from Hendrix. Change the entire inside of the tavern. Put all these strange people in here and hung banners overnight in a matter of hours. Or perhaps because we're in this freaky town, some kind of crazy thing has happened at this point. As odd as that sounds, and I put it that way, I'm definitely going with door number two on this one. Uh, looking, looking around outside, is there like a sign for the tavern? Is it the same sign? No, it's not. There's no watchtower cut out on the top of the roof. There's completely different sign. The Springfield Tavern. Lame. I mean, parts of that could be true. To be honest, I still don't know you all that well, but I do doubt that you could get them to change the sign out here. Oh, of course, of course. That's what you believe. I feel everything else. So, I think we can figure out what happened here. Clearly, there's some funny business going on. I mean, yeah, probably. Should we call Mr. Ephraim? I'm hesitant to do that. If everything else here has changed, I'm a little worried about what else has changed. And we're outside of this town. We can give it a try. Perhaps what's affecting us is only affecting the town and not the outskirts as well. We could either call him or the outskirts of town and see if he recognize anything. You know, we should go to the library to see if it's the same library we broke into. Aye, good thinking. It was the same place, except a hole in the window that you decided to smash in. That was a carefully considered uh, professional move, and it got us in the building, didn't it? Oh, aye, of course. Better you're clairvoyant. You knew this was going to happen, so you left a trail. How could I not have thought of that? How silly of me. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's go. Okay, the two of you head for the library. On your way there, you'll walk past a blockbuster with posters for movies such as Pump Up the Volume, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, and American Pie. There's also a number of kids and teens just milling around wearing jeans, baggy and or ripped, some fluoro colours, and also multiple layers. You see that they're playing with Walkmans, Discmans, and Game Boy colours. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like I've seen stuff like this before. A car drives by, and it's an older model Volkswagen, but it's looking surprisingly flash. Was it a Volkswagen Rabbit? Just a tie-in from the first episode? <laughs> sure. You come across a newspaper stand. Angus stops for a minute next to the newspaper stand and looks at the newspaper that's clearly posted on the front. Yeah, yeah. You see that there's something going on in the world that seems to be worrying people, and it's the Y2K bug. Is there a date on the newspaper? Yeah, it looks like um, you've missed Christmas, but it's a couple of days before New Year's. Oh, buddy, I've got good news. Uh, what's the good news, Angus? Oh, the good news is we haven't missed New Year's. It's right down the corner. The bad news is that the next year... It's 2000. And I think I'll leave part one of the new mystery right there. I'm annoying, I know. I did get one. I hate you, Sarah, though. Yeah, me. Want to read Gaten Wolf sticker? Go to coffee.com. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash Wolf. And follow the instructions there. 
Your purchase also gives you the chance to give us a boon or a bane to Angus or Marie. Uh, you get to choose if you want to help or hinder them during the game. Check out our website for info about the characters, our social medias, and the Cast Junkie chat room that we now have a channel on. Just go to redgatemorph.com. A huge thanks to everyone who has liked, rated, reviewed, and retweeted Redgate Morph. This helps our little indie podcast grow and find more listeners. We end this episode with a trailer for Dungeons & Pop. They're an RPG variety podcast, so go check them out after the beep. Remember to keep an ear out for our upcoming bonus episode. Until then, thanks for listening. Beep! In a world with many podcasts, pilfering dungeons and slaying dragons, there is one where heroes come in many shapes and sizes. Small and large, guests and regulars. Their challenges vary from world to world as it touches many realms. From a world reaching the breaking point, to another where adventurers find the attitude to claim the power inside and save the day. To yet another where fiction has breached the walls of reality. Dungeons and Pop is a tabletop variety podcast which showcases pop culture in formats both in-game and out. As we strive to not be your typical D&D. We utilize a number of third-party supplements and homebrews such as lasers and liches for D&D. We release alternating arcs and segments every Wednesday morning and can be found at dungeons-and-pop.pinecast.co. It can also be found on your favorite podcast player of choice, and we are also located on the Cast Junkie server. Sarah, and the recording, play it back.